Welcome to episode 8 of my podcast. This episode is about question 2, article 2 of Thomas Aquinas Summa Theologiae. This episode will pretty much consist of reading translated passages from the article and offering some of my own thoughts in response. For this episode, I have made use of a digital version of a 1947 translation of the Summa downloaded from the Christian Classics Ethereal Library. Question 2, article 1 was dealt with in episode 3, and it's more or less about the question whether the existence of God is self-evident. Thomas's answer is roughly that the proposition that God exists is self-evident, but is not self-evidently true to everyone. Now question 2, article 2, is more or less about whether the existence of God can be demonstrated. I want to be careful here because I have good reason to believe that Aquinas was using demonstrare in a highly technical way under influence of Aristotle's posterior analytics. So perhaps Aquinas was not exactly dealing with the questions we raise if we ask, is it possible to prove that God exists? Or can God's existence be shown or demonstrated? But that doesn't mean that question 2, article 2, cannot be helpful to us when dealing with these kinds of questions. The article starts out with three objections to Aquinas' answer. The first objection is translated as follows. Objection 1. It seems that the existence of God cannot be demonstrated, for it is an article of faith that God exists. But what is a faith cannot be demonstrated, because a demonstration produces scientific knowledge, whereas faith is of the unseen. Hebrews 11 verse 1. Therefore, it cannot be demonstrated that God exists. Objection 2. Further, the essence is the middle term of demonstration. But we cannot know in what God's essence consists, but solely in what it does not consist, as Damascene says. Therefore, we cannot demonstrate that God exists. Objection 3. Further, if the existence of God were demonstrated, this could only be from his effects. But his effects are not proportionate to him, since he is infinite and his effects are finite. And between the finite and the infinite, there is no proportion. Therefore, since a cause cannot be demonstrated by an effect not proportionate to it, it seems that the existence of God cannot be demonstrated. Now, these arguments do not have a lot of force for me. A better argument against Aquinas' answer might be the following. Premise 1. It's not possible to demonstrate the existence of something that does not exist. Premise 2. God does not exist. Conclusion, therefore, the existence of God cannot be demonstrated. Aquinas would likely respond by arguing against the second premise, the premise that God does not exist. I think the first premise is pretty uncontroversial. The three objections are followed by the said contra, which is translated, On the contrary, the apostle says the invisible things of him are clearly seen, being understood by things that are made. Romans 1 verse 20. But this would not be unless the existence of God could be demonstrated through the things that are made, for the first thing we must know of anything is whether it exists. Now I'm not persuaded by this argument, and the issue is not that it contains a quote from Paul. However, it can perhaps be drawn upon for more powerful arguments. But let's move to Aquinas' answer, which is translated as follows. I answer that demonstration can be made in two ways. One is through the cause, and is called a priori, and this is to argue from what is prior absolutely. The other is through the effect, and is called a demonstration a posteriori. This is to argue from what is prior relatively only to us. When an effect is better known to us than its cause, from the effect we proceed to the knowledge of the cause, and from every effect the existence of its proper cause can be demonstrated, so long as its effects are better known to us. Because, since every effect depends on its cause, if the effect exists, the cause must pre-exist. Hence the existence of God, insofar as it is not self-evident to us, can be demonstrated from those of his effects which are known to us. In my response, I want to make a number of points. Number one is that we have clear indication that Aquinas believed, or at least would agree, that God's existence can be, in some sense, demonstrated, and that from things known to human beings, at least in general. And in the next article, question 2, article 3, Thomas arguably attempted to do just that. 
there we have the famous five ways or the five proofs and I hope to get to them in a future episode. Number two is that there is a lot of skepticism and pessimism in our time about proving or demonstrating or showing God's existence, both among Christians and among non-Christians. And this is not without reason. Many people have heard arguments for God's existence yet have not persuaded them that God exists. Many people have tried to persuade someone else that God exists and have failed. Moreover, some of these indicate that although they can offer good evidence for God's existence, they cannot prove that God exists. I'm sympathetic to the skepticism and the pessimism, and yet I'm also quite open to the idea that it is humanly possible to show a person that God exists. Showing a person that God exists arguably involves making the person believe that God exists, while it is the case that God exists. It arguably involves more than that, but showing one or more persons that God exists does not necessarily involve offering an argument which would convince every human being that God exists, nor need it involve offering evidence that would convince everyone that God exists. Offering such an argument or that kind of evidence may indeed be humanly impossible, but that doesn't mean that no one can show that God exists. And let's get to the replies to the three objections against Aquinas' answer. Perhaps it's helpful if I first quote the objection and then the reply, both in translation, of course. Objection one. It seems that the existence of God cannot be demonstrated, for this article of faith that God exists, but what is a faith cannot be demonstrated because a demonstration produces scientific knowledge, whereas faith is of the unseen. Therefore, it cannot be demonstrated that God exists. Reply. The existence of God and other like truths about God, which can be known by natural reason, are not articles of faith, but are preambles to the articles. For faith presupposes natural knowledge, even as grace presupposes nature, perfection supposes something that can be perfected. Nevertheless, there is nothing to prevent a man who cannot grasp a proof accepting as a matter of faith something which is, which is in itself capable of being scientifically known and demonstrated. So in short, the existence of God is not an article of faith and can be known by natural reason. Objection 2. Further, the essence is the middle term of demonstration. We cannot know in what God's essence consists, but solely in what it does not consist, as Damascene says. Therefore, we cannot demonstrate that God exists. Reply. When the existence of a cause is demonstrated from an effect, this effect takes the place of the definition of the, of the cause in proof of the cause's existence. This is especially the case in regard to God, because in order to prove the existence of anything, it is necessary to accept as a middle term the meaning of the word, and not its essence. For the question of its essence follows on the question of its existence. Now, the names given to God are derived from its effects, Consequently, in, demonstration, in demonstrating the existence of God from his effects, we may take for the middle term the meaning of the word God. All right, so this is a highly technical issue, and it, the point is roughly that we can use the meaning of the word God in a proof for God's existence. Objection 3. Further, if the existence of God were demonstrated, this could only be from his effects, but his effects are not proportionate to him since he is infinite, and his effects are finite. And between the finite and the infinite, there is no proportion. Therefore, since a cause cannot be demonstrated by an effect not proportionate to it, it seems that the existence of God cannot be demonstrated. Reply. From effects not proportionate to the cause, no perfect knowledge of that cause can be obtained. Yet, from every effect, the existence of the cause can be clearly demonstrated. And so we can demonstrate the existence of God from his effects. Though from them we cannot perfectly know God as he is in his essence. So the point is roughly, we cannot get perfect knowledge about God from effects of God, but we can know that God exists from his effects. Concluding remarks. Well, this is all for now. Hopefully this episode was interesting for you. 
and hopefully you are now a bit more open to the possibility that God's existence can be shown. I hope to deal with the next article of question 2 in a future episode. Feel free to send me feedback about this episode by the contact form on my website, markshaw.nl. Thank you for listening.